The candidates, the campaigns, the elections, the stories. You're listening to the Utah Political Project, archiving Utahns who have made history. Today we have a third interview, in a three-part series, obviously. Former County Commissioner of Weber County, Joan Hellstrom, who was elected to the County Commission and served between uh, 1990 and 1994, the first female elected official in Weber County. And uh, last episode, we were talking about Commissioner Lowell Peterson had resigned from the County Commission, and uh, it was just you, Joan Hellstrom, Republican, and Randall Williford, Democrat. Yes. And the uh, delegates had to get together. They came up with a list of six names and uh, submitted it to the two sitting county commissioners. And as an editorial note, I will say that Spencer Stokes was one of the names that was submitted to uh, Joan and Randy for appointment. So take it away, Joan. What happened next? Well, after that list was put in, uh, Randy didn't want any of those names and wanted it to go to the governor. I didn't want to take that road. And they all had their reasons for wanting to join the county commission, and I had my reason. And just to set this up, the delegates submitted six names to the county commission. Yes. And if the county commission couldn't make up their mind, yes. then it would go to the governor for yes. appointment. The governor at the time was Republican. Mike Republican Levitt. Norm Bangeter was the Republican governor at the time. And uh, Joan Hellstrom, Republican as well. Okay, and so And so it was, uh, that's why we're archiving, Joan, because... Yeah. Because you you would have said you would have given Norm you would have given uh, Mike Levitt the credit for this. I guess was, I would have. But, I would have. Uh, yeah. See my so, memory. So anyhow, don't, don't it goes, age. goes to uh, <laughs> um, to Norm Bangeter. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so thirty days is ticking away. Yes. You had yes. made a couple of motions, right? Yes. To to uh, yes. I think appoint me. Right. At the time. And Randy wouldn't second them, so they would no. die for right. lack of a second. Randy would make uh, motions, and yes. you wouldn't second them, so right. they died for lack of a second. Right, right. So now what's happening? Well, and so I finally, the day before it was going to go to the governor, I went into Randy, and because we'd had uh, a lot of uh, disagreements on things, I knew that I had to bring in someone that was fresh and uh, that wanted the same things that I had wanted, could be pushed around by yeah, you. I don't know, but that would hopefully join in and wanting to bring something really enthusiastic to the county and that we could make some changes. And I had met uh, Spencer when he was at the clerk's office when I was at the county attorney's office, and he just responded and was always very positive, and I felt that he would be the one that would be best for me. And so I went to Randy, and I just said, you know, he's fresh, he's new, um, he doesn't have any agenda, I feel like it would be really smart if we brought that up and we could bring this to a consensus and move forward. And Randy finally agreed. And from my from my perspective, I would come over, <laughs> Joan would call up, Commissioner Hellstrom would yes. call up and say, today I'm going to nominate you. I'm going to make a <laughs> yes. motion. Yes. And so I would traipse over to the county commission chambers yes. and sit in the back and she'd make the motion. He wouldn't second it. And then I would <laughs> traipse back to the office. So yes. uh, I think that happened twice. Twice. And yes. then the third time uh, right. you called and said, this is going to this happen. is going to happen today. Yes. And I was I respected everybody else that came on and I really appreciated the fact of the process, but I was so enthusiastic about 
Spencer being able to come on board. And it just rejuvenated me and what had gone on in the weeks prior to that. And as soon as we sat down the first time, I just knew, I knew that we were both on board with the direction we wanted to go, a healthy direction for the county. And it was something that was so refreshing to me because I could say something and have an idea. And Spencer could make it happen. He could envision what I was. I am sitting right for. here, Joan. So it's, I know. it's okay. So I know, so, um, but it we, was very true. It, so you can't, the yeah. nomination happens. Yeah. I uh, get sworn yeah. in, yeah. Um, and uh, there you are. There's a lot of projects on your plate. Right. Just kind of outline some of the projects you you took on, and I, I don't need to be included. I want to no. hear. I want to hear what what you did. Well, one of the things that was. Um, uh, happened is the Egyptian I was very excited about and the friends were excited about that. And then I really knew that our youth and, well, people of all ages were still ice skating at the Golden Spike. And I knew that we could really use a library up in the valley. And um, we were going to seven different locations and uh, for um, county business. But then the issue came up very quickly that because there was not consensus on the Egyptian and the conference center, that we were going to have to go and find bond insurance, and that that was going to be a very, very important part of Spencer and I's responsibilities right now, was to find an avenue to make that come about. And again, the support of the community rallied around us both, and Spencer and myself, along with our financial person that was uh, putting the bonds together, and Greg Hawes. Kevin, Kevin Peterson. Kevin was, Peterson, yep. thanks. For Security Bank. Yes. Oh, and at the time, too, then Reed Richards left. He went down to the Attorney General's office, so we had to have um, a county attorney appointed. There were just a lot of things. But one of the most important things at that time was our bond insurance to move close on that. Yeah, that is, that is an important note to point out, that during our tenure together, there was a new uh, County assessor yes. appointed, yes, uh, and a new, uh, excuse me, new county recorder Quarter. appointed, yes. yes, and a new county attorney yes. were appointed. Mark DeCarrie was the county, in, yes, in that length of time. So, right, besides all the other things going on, those two things happened as well. Yes, it was just sometimes one thing right after another, and then as I was pointing out, Spencer. Uh, felt very strongly that if we were going to get bond insurance, that we were going to have to bring the community along with us. And um, is there time to share the problem we had with that? Or shall oh, I, just I think you should. I think you should. I think we've okay. got enough time. All right. Um, so uh, we felt like the people that were coming on board with us, Paul Thompson from Weber State University, Diana Ellis from the Egyptian uh, Foundation, Scott Parkinson from the Chamber, Chamber. Um, I'm trying to remember the rest. Oh, Rob White, I think it was Rob, Rob right. White there, who was just a wonderful partner. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the other ones. But it was, they had all agreed be, that they would come back with us to find bond insurance on the East Coast at their own expense, so that we didn't use any county funding. And so the night, well, it was about two nights before we were going to New York, um, I'm coming home from the wonderful Raptor game, and my daughter's with me, and we're going up. Um, 24th Street, and I saw my lights on in the office, and now, I went... Now, we should point out that the Ben Loman Hotel, which yes. is where Joan had gone to see the election results, were, that's where your office <laughs> yes. was at this point. Yes. So you see the lights on in your office. Yes, and I said to Heidi, that's so strange. I wonder who's in the office, because 
I think the cleaning and everything's done. And I said, God, I think I need to go up and see. And so we got out and we went up and I heard all this commotion and there were people in my office and I was like, what's happening? And when I went in my office, it was Commissioner Williford, along with a strong supporter of him, also who was against the Egyptian and the conference. Dr. Douglas. Dr. Douglas. Because this is an archive political history. Yes, we'll thank just mention you. Thank the names. you, Dr. Douglas. And um, they were going through my desk, and they were taking out files, and they were cutting and pasting. And I just thought, what is happening? And Spencer and I were always in the paper. We were always getting the bad news, and we were always going through so many issues. And then I'm like, he's in my office and going through my files, and I called Spencer, and I said, you're not going to believe it. And we could have made a choice then to bring that into the news, but we thought, nope, we're moving forward. We've got an agenda, and we'll find out what that's all about. But let's just, I just told him. And we had no, no idea at the time what no, it was all about. We had no idea um, at the time. But we knew we were going in two days to New York yes. to meet with uh, insurers, bond right. insurers. Right. And so um, we're sitting down with the bond insurers and they come out with these Milanella envelopes and they're listening to everything. And we have our wonderful team with us and they just, were, they were ready to say, you know, this isn't going to happen. And then they had never had an experience of two commissioners coming with a community to talk about the importance of their project. And had they not then, what was in the Manila folders was all the negative press and that there wasn't consensus among the community. And they had cut and pasted and they had overnighted that to all the bond uh, people. And, and this was an effort to try to dissuade right. those who were going to be doing the bond insurance for you know, from taking on this project yes. of the Egyptian Theater, the Conference Center, yes. and the new Weber Center. The new Weber Center. And I have to tell you, many times after that, I mean, during this whole process, I had to think back, oh, oh, should I have done this? Should I have done this? And then, yes, all the time when I see what happens and what we've been doing and what we accomplished and we, had, we got the library and then... When would we have ever had an opportunity to join hands with the SLOC and be able to do an ice sheet so that we could partake in the Olympics and have curling? And that have SLOC, just for those who are listening, because yes. there's many, many people who weren't born oh, uh, when the Olympics too. came along. That was the Salt Lake Olympic Organizing Committee, right? Yes, SLOC. yes. And so Spencer and I were so thrilled because we were being able to partner with these uh, organizations that were going to help with the funding piece of it. And again always appreciative of all of the people that always came on board and so i thought this is the best and worst of times but really it was the best of times and because i had someone that stood by me faithfully and along with the community are you and giving me a little shout out there Joan? i am yeah, okay mm -hmm. so so the ice sheet yes the weber center yes the egyptian theater the conference center mm -hmm. The new, the new library in, yes. in Huntsville, yes. all taken on and championed um, by you. And, uh, and really, I, I'll, I can say this because I still live in Weber County, but Weber County does owe you a debt of gratitude for taking that on because one of the things we're going we're gonna to close out the show with is you stood for re-election. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yes. After yes. those very tumultuous four years. Yes. And uh, had to go through everything you ever described before, but now 
but now knowing yes. eyes wide open, right? Yes, yes. And I don't, I don't, you had a, did you have a primary? Well, no, it was, uh, well, and that was when the Bo Greitz movement was coming and there was a strong network underground. Bo Greitz. For, wasn't it? What, I, was, I don't even think Connor knows who Bo Greitz was. Was it Bo, was, am I saying it yeah, right? I think it was yes. Bo Greitz who was the uh, running for president from up in yes, Idaho. Yes, Idaho. Was a, uh -huh. He was a prepper. Um, the world was coming to an end. Yes, And we had, yes. we had lots and lots. It was kind of the first, it was, I think it was the, you know, precursor to the to, to the Tea Party movement. Right. That yes. Happened. Yes. Uh, yes. But but much earlier. So uh -huh. anyhow, you you're going to run for re-election. Mm -hmm. You've championed all of these things. And by the yeah. way, I'd I'd just like to point out to you right now, the conference center has been paid off. So just oh. so you know, yeah, Spencer, yeah, all that's been paid off. Uh, but and okay, just okay. I never knew about podcasts or anything. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah. And then I heard about TED Talks. Yes. All right. And TED Talks was at the Egyptian theater, along with all the other things that have happened to the Egyptian. Of course, my shout out to the Perry Foundation and my shout out to beautiful and wonderful Spence Eccles and Lisa. And Spencer, we never even mentioned the challenge that Spence Eccles gave us and that we had to meet that David challenge. David Eccles Conference Center. Yes. yes. And he said, I'm going to, if you can raise that money, I'll meet you at the 24th of July rodeo and we'll get that and, check if and, you can make the match. $2 million he had put up and he, two, if the community would raise a million, yes, right? So it was yes, a, a two yes. to one match for the Egyptian theater. Yes. And then he and Rich Brewer so wonderful and said, yes, we'll be at the rodeo. And then we're there and we're excited. And then Spencer wasn't there and we thought, what happened? And then he comes in hobbling. They'd, he'd fallen off his four-wheeler and had broken ribs. I forgot he had about him that. Tie him up and come to the uh, rodeo because he said, I made a promise and a commitment. And he got in that covered wagon and out we went. Can you imagine what that would have felt like with broken ribs? Yes. That covered wagon right. coming out into the arena. And he presented us with that $2 million check. And the Perry's Foundation was part of that match. And the wonderful things that they had done and the Perry's gave a million dollars to the Egyptian yes, theater. Yes. And the thrill of myself when it was all completed to sit in that theater where I'd been for all of those years and surrounded by my friends and community members and see that beautiful theater that could have been lost and the wonderful people through the years that had got that. So it's a real, it was a real dream come true. It, it was a dream come a lot true. of Ogden, yeah. a lot of Ogden supporters, but it was a, oh. uh, I think overall six million dollars were raised, something like yes, that. Yes. Um, yes. Between between the Eccles Foundation, mm -hmm. the Peary's, right, and the right, community. Right. So amazing. Amazing. But you're still with all the amazing stuff going on, you're still having to run for reelection. <laughs> I know. And, it was and just so, and I didn't want to, remember? I really didn't want to. I said, No, I'm here, I'm done. But everybody there were a few people that said oh yeah you got us into all of this you know they were f putting flyers around of what i'd done you got us into this and now you don't have the will to even well you don't have the I, guts I actually do remember to do it coming out of the smith's parking lot yes. to uh flyers yes. uh, about yes. us on yes. the uh under the windshield wiper yes under nothing the that windshield. makes nothing that makes your spouse more happy yes. than going grocery shopping and coming out and finding a negative flyer but yes anyhow you're up for re-election. Yes. Who who did you who are you running against? Donaldson. What was his first name? Glenn, uh, Glenn Donaldson. Glenn Donaldson, and uh, he was a su uh, supporter of the Broke Rights movement. Later, and later went on to become yeah. a uh, state house member. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um yeah. And so, yes. Uh, anyhow, he he was. Uh, it was a pretty negative campaign. Uh huh. Very uh -huh. negative campaign. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, but he was Actually, running as you a know re- what? was he running as a Republican? Yes. Oh yes. So oh, you yes. were were you beaten in the convention? It was beaten in the convention. You were beaten in the convention. Right. Right. So very close, but right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you know what a happy ending, right? But we said this is about the candidates, the campaigns, the elections, and the stories. So yes. yeah, just as we kind of close out this uh, third and final segment. What's what's one thing that as you were going through that uh, last that second election that stands out in your mind? Was there something? Was there a either a positive or a negative that stood out in your mind um, as you were going through that process? I knew my time was over, but on, on the commission, and uh, I was ready to go on and do other things with um, the Children's Justice Centers, and that what I wanted to accomplish on behalf of my mission and my dreams, hopes and dreams, they came true. So, so uh, after losing the election, mm-hmm. you, the election, you yes. went on to run the Children's Justice Centers in the state, right? Yes. So statewide from the Attorney General's office? Yes. So you too worked for Jan Graham and yes. Richards, correct? Yes, and then, yes. And, and so how many, when you left the Attorney General's office, how many Children's Justice Centers were there? Uh, when I went into the Attorney General's office, uh, there were three. And like I say, Weber Counties was the first. Utah Counties, uh, no, Greta Peterson in Salt Lake County was the second. Utah County was the third. And then we went to the Attorney General's office and did that. And when I left, there were um, 15 Children's Justice Centers. And I, I think the impact that that has made on uh, children's lives, parents' lives who are dealing with Yes. The crisis yes. that occurs when when a child's been abused. Yes, um, th- that's that was, just changed everything. It has. We knew that we had to change the investigation and interview process, and it's really a thrill for me to know that who needs help. I know what's behind the doors of a children's justice center that are there to make a difference for children who are really our future, and so it was. Uh, something else that um, was very, very important to me for the state of Utah and for all of the people that work so hard in investigation and interviews and also the willingness of the people of Utah to be aware of the problem and to be part of the solution. So four amazing dynamic years as a county commissioner in Weber County, but then but then going on and uh helping the state really move into the 21st century as far as how uh, children have been abused Mm -hmm. are treated, Mm -hmm. uh, leaving with 15 uh, criminal justice centers up and running. Yes, I think 21 now or 22. Still Mm -hmm. contributing after, uh, because you could have honestly gone on, Joan, and become uh, (laughs) pretty bitter after a four-year four-year term of giving it your all Mm -hmm. and then going away, but you didn't. You kept you kept contributing and stayed at the, turn, the uh, attorney general's office. I'm going to tell you that my one takeaway during that time was with Big D Living Good. Oh, well, we didn't mention um, Big D. D, oh. D um, yes. We had one person who came to every county commission meeting yes. and just was negative, negative, negative. Yes. And uh, Big D Construction, I know many people know that name, uh-huh. but D Living Good started Big D Construction. And he just came to Joan and I and said, you know, Joan, 
if he's going to be there at every commission meeting, so am I. Now, yet yes. remember, this is just a, a titan of industry in our community, and he did. He came to every commission meeting. It was it was really amazing. It was amazing. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned him. And like I say, I wish I could mention everybody, and I can't remember people. I not no, I remember them. I just don't want to forget and start naming people who were so important and. Um, I just met someone the other day at Rainbow Gardens because, you know, they were celebrating their 49th and um, talking about how everything's kind of been uh, lighting up in downtown. And um, that was one of the things important to me. Don't don't let the lights start to go out in downtown. And so it was time for me, me to move on. But thank heavens I still have your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us on the Utah Political Project, where we interview people who have made history. Uh, like us on and leave us reviews uh, wherever you consume your podcast. This has been a production of the Political Underground Network. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Sorensen, our research and technical support by Adam Kolowich. And you can find this episode and others just like it on thepoliticalunderground.com.